0: standing with us and let me just say this as well one last thing about the young people i was powerfully touched by the holy spirit when i went to youth camp i'm going to tell you something moms and dads there is nothing like youth camp where a kid can get out of their environment their pressure and they can get away for one week and they can play games and they have all kinds i had I had the most fun that I ever had at youth camp. I met a couple of young ladies at youth camp, too. Don't tell my wife I said that. Uh, but I had the most fun that I ever had in my life at youth camp. It was unbelievable. We had all kinds of competitions and shaving cream stuff and, you know, all that fun stuff. But at night, we'd, we'd, we'd go to service, and there was the best of the best speaker, and he, he would lead us to a place of an altar call, and my friends weren't around. To peer pressure me and I would just go to the altar and I would just get a hold of God and God would get a hold of me and I can't tell you how important and vital it is for your kids to go to youth camp for a week. Get them away. They will love it. They will want to go back every single year, I promise you that. So I want to encourage you to talk to your kids about going to youth camp. You know, when one kid goes, another friend goes, another friend goes, we can have a bunch of kids going and getting touched by God, amen? I want you to turn to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, if you're not there. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but it is Christ who lives in me. And the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, I want you to jump down to Galatians 3.20. Uh, I'm sorry, 3.2. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive... The Spirit, by observing the law or by believing what you heard, are you so foolish after beginning with the Spirit, are you now trying to attain your goal by human effort? Now this morning I want to continue my series entitled Strong, Being Strong. And if you recall, a couple of weeks ago we talked about the fact that in the last days men's hearts are going to grow even more wicked than they are right now. And and the sin of mankind is going to become more and more increasingly, more and more of an abomination to God. Number two, we said that God is going to shake the church to wake it up. That God is going to shake the church so that we can wake up and be the light of the world, so that we can be the salt of the earth, so that we can be radical, so that we can make a difference in our world. And number three, I said that persecution is coming to the church in America like we've never seen it before. And as a result of all three of those things, we're going to have to be strong. We're going to know how to read the Word. We're going we're to need to know how to get together in small groups, we're gonna to need to know how to be intimate with God, and we are going to need to have some core convictions in our life things that we're willing to die for, things that we're willing to live for, things that we're willing to say, this is non-negotiable. I am not backing down on this. This is what the Word of God says, and even if the whole world is going against, you will stand. He said, grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ so that you won't fall from your... Secure position now. I believe with all my heart that God's going to complete the work that he began in us And I believe that we're saved by grace through faith And I believe that the power of the Holy Spirit is in our life But I also believe that God has given every one of us a free will and you've got to work along with God I said you've got to work along with God. God doesn't turn us into a robot He doesn't take away our free will but the Bible says that we are to abide in the vine. And if we don't abide in the vine, he's going to cut us away and throw us into the fire. He tells us that we're to continue in the faith. So, so it's God and it's us. Now God saves, God redeems, God secures us. God finishes the work, but you know the Bible says work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It means bring your salvation to completion for it is God who both wills and does of his good pleasure inside of us. So what's our part? Our part is surrendering to God. Our part is working with God, not rebelling against God, not being stiff-necked, not being hard-hearted, not being rebellious, but say, God, I'm willing, I'm able because you do it in me. But I'm also coming to you and saying, God, I'm humbling myself. I can't do it without you. Come on, somebody say amen. So Paul is speaking to those in in Galatia, and he's telling them that they began their salvation by being filled with the spirit. And Paul declares, he says, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you before your very eyes? Jesus was crucified and clearly betrayed as crucified. And he says this, he says that what you have learned, you've learned by the spirit of God. He said in the things that you have accomplished, you've accomplished them not through the law, but through the spirit. Listen to me, God wants to make us strong enough to endure under every situation in our life. But I find in Galatians chapter two, that that Paul is telling us that if we're going to be strong, listen to me, if we're going to be strong, then we've got to identify ourselves with Christ. Notice what Paul says, Paul says, I am crucified with Christ. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about dying to yourself today. Because you see the deeper the death that you die to yourself, the greater resurrection will live inside of you. Come on, somebody say amen. I said, the deeper the death that you die to yourself, the greater resurrection will live inside of you. You see, the problem is we bought into the American dream. And the American dream tells us that if we try harder, if we work harder, if we work with all of our might, then we can attain the things that we hope for in our life. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with hard work. I'm a hard worker. And I think it's good. And Proverbs tells us that we ought to work hard. But you see, we bought into the lie that says all we need to do is work harder to attain what we want in our life, that it's about more discipline. And if we discipline ourselves, we're going to get what we want. But you see, the Bible tells us that we have to start with brokenness in our life. Blessed are the broken. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Jesus says there's some things that you can't work for. You can't work for your salvation. You can't work for eternal life. And you can't work for the power of God inside of you. You just got to die to yourself. You see, it's not depending on working harder, but it's really more about surrendering and identifying yourself with Christ. So what does Paul say? He says, I'm crucified with Christ. So I know some of you, you've been praying, God, give me strength to overcome this temptation in my life. God, give me strength, Lord God, to overcome the demons that are around me. God, give me strength, oh God, make me an overcomer in my life. I want to be an overcomer so that I can be the light and the salt. I want to make an impact in my school. Friend, it won't happen until you get to the point where you realize that you got to die. I want you to turn to your neighbor right now and say, drop dead. See, we want to live. We want to live. We want to take Christ and we want to put a little religion and we want to put it together. We want to take the law and put it together and we want to live. But Christ says, if you want to live, you first have to come and die. If we don't like that. We don't want to die. What do you mean die? What does it mean to die to ourselves? It means that we recognize that we can't do it in our own strength. Paul the Apostle said, man, I got to the point where I was so frustrated. I was a Pharisee and I was following the law, but I was empty on the inside and I was powerless to, to do what God called me to do. In fact, he says in Romans chapter 7, oh, what wicked man that I am. He said, who will rescue me from this body of sin? He says, I, I want to do the right thing, but I cannot do the right thing in my own flesh. And you see, as long as you try to do it in your own flesh, and in your own power, you're always going to fail. Listen to me. The gospel goes totally against the American dream. The American dream says with a little bit more ingenuity, a little bit more imagination and innovation with hard work and skill, I can earn that degree. Any degree. I can start any business. I can climb any ladder. I can attain any prize. I can achieve any goal. But you see, the gospel tells us. That we can't do it in our own power. The gospel tells us that we're not strong enough without God to overcome sin and temptation in our life. The gospel tells us that it's impossible to please God without divine intervention from Christ himself. The gospel tells us that we're completely lost and totally sinful. And we need a divine intervention of the Holy Spirit to come and live inside of us so that we might be changed and transformed. That's what the word born again means. And Jesus said, you can't get into the kingdom of God. You can't live in the kingdom of God. You can't see the kingdom of God. You can't understand the kingdom of God unless you're born again. That's transformation that occurs in our life. And so uh, the, the starting place is always recognizing that we are powerless without Christ. And I suppose that sometimes we really believe our own report. That we're pretty good. Yeah, you're pretty good. I tell the pastors all the time, never believe your own press. I don't care what the people say about you. Oh, he's so wonderful. Pastor so-and-so walks on water. Oh, did you hear that incredible sermon? Oh, so blessed today. I said, don't. Believe your own press. Because when you start getting full of yourself, you can't be filled with God. You see, he's not going to live in a vessel that's full of itself. That's why you got to be emptied out so that you can be filled, so that you can be spilled, so that you can be filled. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I need that choir behind me right now. Somebody's got to make some noise for me. You've got to be emptied of yourself. Self is the problem. It's always the problem. That we believe that we can do it with just ingenuity or willpower. But Paul says, I need to be crucified with Christ. Paul says, you know, I was a Pharisee. I was, I, I was well-known and well-respected. But he said, I got to the point where I was, I was so desperate for change And so desperate for real, real power in my life. He said, and and that's when I surrendered to Christ. And now he says, all I want to know is the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. And everything that I ever attained to, I consider it a loss. He said, I consider it like dung compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ. It's all about Christ in our life. He is everything to us. And that's the problem with the church today. We preach self-help instead of saying, Jesus, you help me. Jesus, you intervene in my life. You change my life. Lord, I'm desperate, Lord, without you. I'm desperately a sinner. Lord God, and I'm lost if you don't come and intervene in my life. Glory to God. And so Paul says that we need to understand the unity of what happened to us when we were united with Christ in his death. Notice, turn with me to Romans chapter 6, verse 1. Romans 6 1 it says what shall we say then shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase by no means we listen to me we died to sin how can we live in it any longer or don't you know that all of us who were baptized here it is baptized immersed into Christ wow baptized the word baptism means to be immersed means to be buried we were baptized into Christ Christ and we're baptized into his death now if we died with Christ we believe we will also live with Christ you know um, I've gone to Jamaica several times the island of Jamaica and um and one time my friend said hey Steve how would you like to swim with the dolphins I'm like dude man I want to do that you know and you know they kind of you they push you and you go up and it's really cool you know and you just hanging out with flipper you know I when I was a kid how many of you remember the movie flipper you know the show flipper right cool movie yeah I could see all the old people the young people like hmm <laughs> right 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 and you know I was so cool the kid would jump in the water and he'd hold on to the dolphin's fin and the dolphin would take him under the water and bring him back up again I was like cool I'd love to do that one day you know tried to get flipper to do it for me and it didn't work you know but but I get this picture of ride, and he's not going to leave you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's not going to divorce you. He is with you till the end of time. That's what the Bible says. And when you said, I do to Jesus, you were united together in holy spiritual matrimony. And the two became one. You were united with Christ. And when you were united with Christ at that day that you accepted him, he took you into the waters of baptism and you died to yourself. Wow. And so you find your power and identifying yourself with Christ. The next time the devil tells you that you're no good. Tell him, talk to my big brother. Talk to my talk to my husband about it. He'll take care of you. Because see, you've been united with Christ. You are in Christ Jesus. So that the holiness of Christ becomes your holiness. The righteousness of Christ becomes your righteousness. Man, you're looking fine today. Look at that bonnet you got on. Come on, give me a high five, yes, that the holiness of Christ, the righteousness of Christ, the glory of Christ, the purity of Christ has all become yours. I know that's hard for you to believe because you're still stumbling. It's because you're still sinning in areas of your life. say, how could that be? It's because you're not identifying yourself with Christ. You need to get up in the morning and say, I'm dead, I'm a dead man. I'm a dead woman I'm dead to myself and I've been united with him not only listen to me but not only in his death but the Bible says in Romans chapter 6 we've been united with him in in his death so that we might live in resurrection power. So that he he brought us into the waters of baptism. We're united with him. We're holding on to him. We're clinging to him. We're, We're one with him in everything. So when the father sees him, he sees us. Glory to God. When the father sees us, he sees the son. We're in the son. Everybody say, we're in the son. And there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. But Paul says, the reason why he took you into the baptisms of death is so that you can come back resurrected to new life. You have a new life. You're not the same person. Oh, I know. I know that there are habits and there are thoughts and there are things that try to creep back into your life, but you're not, you are not the same person you were before Christ came into your life. You need to know that. You need to stand on that. You need to make it so in your life. As Romans chapter 6 goes on and it says, consider yourself then, dead to sin and alive to Christ. Here, yeah, that's, a, that's a big word, consider. It means make it so in your life. Reckon it so in your life. When you get up in the morning, say, I am in Christ Jesus. I've been baptized into his death. I've been raised to new life. And now I can live in resurrection power. <laughs> Glory to God. You've got to make it so by faith. Glory to God. Because that's what paul says he said i've been crucified with christ and the life i live today i live what by what by what by faith you see you can't attain resurrection power unless you make it so by faith and faith is calling those things that are not as though they are. And faith is saying, yes, I believe God's word, and I'm going to make it so in my life. You see, a man is what he thinks he is. A woman is what she thinks she is. As a man, think it so he is. And so if you have stinking thinking, you're going to live like a stinker. You can put that on Facebook. That was a good one. See, you've got to make it so by faith. So let me tell you a little bit about faith. Oh, the power of the cross needs to be realized in our life through faith. The power of the resurrection needs to be realized through faith. I I love the power of the cross. I mean, think of it for a moment. The day that Christ died on the cross was the most powerful event in the history of mankind and beyond. Why? Because on that same day, Yom Kippur, The Day of Atonement, when the high priest and only the high priest could go through the the, the tabernacle and, and the veil itself and go behind the veil and take the blood of a lamb, a spotless lamb, and throw it on the mercy seat and cry out for mercy and ask God to forgive all of the people of Israel. It was called the Day of Atonement. At 12 noon, the high priest was walking behind that curtain. And as he was walking behind that curtain, Jesus, the Lamb of God, was dying on the cross and he was saying to his father it is finished and the moment he said it was finished the Bible says there was great darkness over the whole face of the earth Uh, it was very dark and the Bible said at that very moment a 60 foot by 30 foot veil was rent in two and we had access into the father glory to God by the blood of Jesus Christ man that is so powerful why then if it's so powerful, are we living with no power in our life? Most powerful day of all, the cross of Jesus. The Bible says in Colossians that Jesus triumphed over the enemy, nailing the law to the cross, making an open spectacle of our enemies, and triumphant over them by the cross. Ah, when a king defeated another army he would take the king of that army and he would bind that king up and all the officials and he would march that king he would be riding on a horse and he would march that king behind him shackled with all of his army making an open spectacle of that king showing all the people of that village i conquered your king instilling fear into them and friends When Christ died on the cross, the devil thought he had won. But Jesus had disarmed him and all of his power, making a public spectacle of him. Oh, maybe on earth we didn't see it. But in the heavenly realms, in hell itself, everyone knew exactly. The devil knew exactly what was occurring when Jesus rose from the dead. He was defeated. And the power of sin has been defeated in your life. I love what Hebrews chapter 4 tells us. Therefore, since we have a great high priest, the great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are yet without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in a time of need love it love it love it love it so how do we make this so in our life how do we make the death and the resurrection power of Christ so in our life we do it by faith we do it by dying to ourselves you see you'll never be able to do it unless you die to yourself so what does it mean to die to ourselves it means that we recognize that there's nothing good in me there's nothing good in us the only good that comes from us is what God puts in us. And that I realize that I need to fully surrender to the Lordship of Christ in my life. Full surrender. That's it. That's all Christ is asking for, surrender today. You know, do you ever have a really bad day? I mean, a day when you said, man, wow, I just blew it. I mean, I blew it all over the place. I had a rotten attitude. I sinned like crazy. And you're like, God, Please forgive me. I, I just had a defeated day. Well, if you really track back, if you trace back to why that day started that way and ended that way, it's because you, did, you just didn't surrender to God. You just didn't die to yourself. See, every day I have to die to myself. I have to surrender my will to God. And at the moment I do that, by faith, God's power becomes available to me. I no longer live, but Christ lives inside of me. I love what Ephesians chapter 1 says, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope in which you were called to the riches of his glorious inheritance, the incomparable or incomparably great power for us who believe that power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he, rose, when he raised him from the dead. Wow. That, that, that same Christ lives inside of you. I said that same Christ lives inside of you. I want you to turn to your neighbor right now and say, you're not looking so good, but Christ lives inside of you today. You can do all things because Christ lives inside of you. I want you to say with me, I can do all things because he lives inside of me. His person is living inside of me. Say that. His power is living inside of me. His priorities are living inside of me. His potential is living inside of me. Christ is in you. You can do all things. Because Christ is living inside of you. You can be strong in the face of trials. You can live in victory over temptation and sin. Because Christ, who created the heavens and the earth, lives inside of you. And how do you make it so? You make it so by faith. You see, Paul tells us that faith, is the powerful ingredient in our life that makes a strong believer. Paul tells us that the righteousness that we find is by faith. Hebrews is filled with people who overcame because they were living by faith. In fact, it was faith that made all these people strong enough to endure until the end. And if you read the book of Hebrews, you'll find that there were several kinds of people. There were people that obeyed God. And they saw the promise fulfilled in their lifetime. And there were people who obeyed God and trusted God. And they didn't get what was promised. And they died and they went to glory. And the Bible says all of those people are going to get their promises and their rewards together. Because Christ wanted it that way in their life. And so having faith doesn't always mean you're going to get exactly what you want. Having faith means that you're going to endure till the end. Having faith means you're going to trust God no matter what happens in your life, and you will be an overcomer. In the end of your life, you will be raising your hands, praising the Lord and saying, I have run the race. I have fought my fight. I have kept the faith. Come on, somebody say amen. Glory to God. And so all these, the Bible says, were commended for their faith. Listen to to some of the things that these people went through. Hebrews chapter 11, and what more shall I say? I do not have the time to tell you about Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel and the prophets who through, fight, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, who quenched the fiery uh, of flame, fury of flames and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned into strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received their dead back to life again. Others were and refused to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeering and flogging and persecution while st- still others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskin and goatskin and destitute, persecuted and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in the deserts and in mountains and in caves and holes in the ground. They were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what was promised. God had planned something better for us so that only together with us, they would be made perfect. Glory to God. And John says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So as we close this morning, the worship team comes. You can be an overcomer. You can be strong enough. Don't you dare say you're too weak to live for God. Don't you dare say that, that you don't have the strength to go on. Don't you dare say that you can't overcome the habits and hurts and hangups of your life. Don't you dare say the devil is too strong in your life because when you're saying that, you're saying that the Jesus inside of you is too little, too weak, too puny to do the work that he has started in your life. Come on, somebody. Give Jesus glory today. But it comes, but it comes in identifying yourself with Christ in his death in his resurrection by faith. And what is faith? And where does faith come from? It comes from God. The Bible says that you don't even have the faith, that God wants to give you faith today so that you can live in the power of the Spirit. Paul finishes up all of this and says, let me ask you one question. He said, are you an overcomer? Are you strong because of the law? Are you strong? You're an overcomer because of the spirit who began the work inside of you. And so I don't know where you're at today. All I need to tell you is that if you make it so by faith, you'll live in victory. If you surrender to the power of the spirit in your life, you'll live in victory. The Holy Spirit is here today. Right now in this place, the Holy Spirit is here. Don't get distracted by what you see on the platform. Listen to what God is saying. Close your eyes right now. Listen to what God is saying to you today. See, faith doesn't come from yourself. It comes from God. Faith needs to be developed in our life, and it comes from learning the Word, because faith cometh by the Word. And in, when you have faith in God, you can move mountains in your life. That's what Jesus said. He said, have faith in God. And the Holy Spirit empowers us and strengthens us for whatever we must face in our life. Listen to me. These days will require a strength that we've never had to have before. These days will require incredible strength to live like a believer. And the early disciples, they didn't trust in themselves. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you without a comforter I'm not gonna leave you like an orphan he said I'm going away but I'm gonna send to you the Holy Spirit and when the Holy Spirit comes he'll fill you with power us power from on high he said go and wait in the upper room Luke 24 49 until you're clothed with power from on high and so by faith today we can receive an endowment of power that comes through the power of the Spirit today we can say God I've been filled, but I leak, and I need you to fill me again, God, and God will fill you again with his spirit. I want you all to stand to your feet right now and say, I want to surrender. I want to surrender today. Maybe the problem with you today, maybe the problem with you not being able to overcome sin in your life is you're still holding on, you're still holding on to your life. But Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, you have to come and die. You have to come and die to yourself. I don't know what you've been through in your life. Maybe you've been in the church for many years and you've been discouraged by what you've seen in the church. Don't look to the church. Look to him. He's the head of the church. Glory to God. Maybe you failed before. Well, today, come and die to yourself and say, God, forgive me. I've been so focused on myself that I've forgotten that it's never about me. It's never been about me. It's been about you, God. You working in my life. You sending the spirit in my life, doing the work inside of me. God wants to use some of you in a great way, but he can't until you surrender, until you completely die to yourself. Say, God, you're completely Lord, not half Lord. Partial obedience is full disobedience. God, I want to surrender to you today. I am surrendering everything to you, God. I love that song, I surrender all, I surrender all. You know, we used to sing it as kids. And I think that's probably, we used to sing that song like every other week. Because that's the call of the Christian is to die to self. That's the call of the cross is to come and die. I surrender everything, God. Are you holding on to something today? Surrender it to the Lord. Are you holding on to your life today? Are you holding on to your ability, your talent? Surrender it to God and die to self. God, I die to myself today. I want to die, God. I don't want anything. I don't want anything that doesn't please you in my life, God. Burn it out of me, God. Take it out of me, God, so that you might shine in me, so that you might have full access to my heart. If that's you today and you'd say, Pastor Steve, I want all of God. And I want God to do a work in my life. And I'm I'm willing to lay down whatever I need to lay down. I want you to get out of your seat right now. And come to this altar and say, I'm going to die to myself. Come on, right now. Come quickly. Say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I'm willing to die to myself. I'm willing to die to myself today. You come out of your seat today. And come and die to yourself today. Say, I want God to work in my life. And I'm dying to myself today. I'm dying to self today. Would you sing with me? I surrender all. Come on, sing with me and I surrender. come on slip out of your seat today and say I want to die to myself today I don't want anything in me Lord God Lord I don't want bitterness I don't want anger no pride God I'm surrendering to you God fully surrender to you God oh and I been backslidden. Maybe you're away from the Lord today. And you've been saying, you know, I really need to get right with God today. Today's my day to, to re-engage with God. To re-engage my faith. I want you to get out of your seat today and say, yes, Lord. Here I am, God, once again, Lord God. I surrender all. Sing it again. Hi and I surrender all. And I Surrender all. all. Sing, I surrender all. And I, I surrender, surrender all. all. to thee. Oh, and all, all to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. I want to engage my faith. I want to connect to Jesus and I want to die to myself. Jesus said, come and die to yourself. I want Jesus to fully work in my life. I don't want anything to get in the way of what God wants to do in my life. And sometimes we've got to examine ourselves. You know, sometimes we just kind of, we hear a sermon and we think, that's not for me. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. I, I'm okay, I'm, I'm fine with God. Well, let me ask you a question today. What if God wants to say something to you, but see, you're just too much in a hurry, you got to go, you're just not interested, not interested in hearing what the Holy Spirit has to say to me today. Well, maybe there's something that God wants to say to you. And so why don't you, there's a little bit of time left in this service, why don't you move out of your seat today, and come to the altar and say, God, You speak to me today. Is there something that needs to come out of my life that's, that's holding back your glory, holding back your power in my life? I want you to just come and just kneel before the Lord today and let God speak to you. Let's, let's turn this place. You know, Jim Simbel always says, let's turn this place into a prayer meeting. So guess what? We're turning it into a prayer meeting today. And so I want you to find the place in your seat, wherever you want. We're going to sing it again. And I want you to talk to Jesus. You know you've heard a lot from the past, but let's hear from the Master today. So find a place where you can either turn around in your seat and kneel down before the Lord and say, "God, speak to me today," or come to the altar, wherever you want to do it. You can be seated if you want, but we're turning this place into a prayer meeting, and when we're done, we'll go home. But let's 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 seek the Lord today. Oh, and I, I surrender. surrender all if you need prayer today need prayer, I'm going to stand right here. You need healing for your body. You need a miracle in your life. Pastor Henry's going to be here. We'll pray for you. Oh, to my blessed Savior. I, I surrender. want the altar workers to just come and pray for the folks that are at the altar. Oh, and I. I surrender all, and I, I surrender all. all to Thee, and oh, all, all to Thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender. All. Thank you, Lord. Let's take some time just to just to worship the Lord. Lord, while we're in Your presence today, God, speak to us, Lord. Lord, is there something in our life, God? Is there pride? Lord, is there lust? Lord, is there something that's just stopping the flow of Your anointing in our life, God? Lord, we decide to die to ourselves today, God. Lord, we need your power in our life. How many of you would say, I need the power of Christ in my life? Just raise your hand and say, I I need your power today, Jesus. Jesus, I need your anointing today, God. Lord, while we're on our knees before the Lord, God, we're asking that you would fill us with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're here today and say, Pastor, I need to be filled. I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I need to be baptized. Just begin to pray right now. And say, fill me. God's presence is in this room right now. Fill me. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's take some time to pray. Sometimes our churches are filled with everything but prayer. Why don't you pray for your kids today? You're kneeling before the Lord. You don't need to stand unless you want to. You can kneel, you can sit, whatever you want to do. But why don't we just pray for our kids today? Say, Father, touch our kids, Lord. Touch our children, Lord Jesus. Lord, we repent, Lord, today of our sins, God. Lord, make us holy and righteous in your sight, God. Cause us to walk in your holiness. Cause us to walk in your goodness, Lord Jesus.
1: Hallelujah,
0: Jesus. Thank you, God. Jesus, touch us today, God. Touch us today, God. Thank you, Jesus. Just receive today. If you need to talk to the Lord and confess your sins to Him, just go ahead and confess your sins to Him. He's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness, all unrighteousness. Jesus, walk up and down the aisles of this church today. God, we need a revival, God. God, we need a revival, God. God, we need a revival, God. We can't play church anymore, God. God, thank you, Jesus. I mean, how many of you in this room, and I, I'm looking, I want you to raise your hand. How many of you in this room, you say, Pastor, I'm not... I'm not as on fire as I once was in my life. I remember a time when I had such a love for God that I would be willing to obey Him, no matter what He told me to do, but because of circumstances, maybe because you were hurt by a a leader or whatever, you just, you cool down a little bit, you say, but you know what, today I want to ask God to put that fire back into my soul. I want you to raise your hand right now, I want to pray for you today. I want to pray for you. Yes, young man, I'm going to pray for you. Thank you, God. Somebody else is here today, You say, yeah, that's me, man. I'm before the Lord today, and I, I need to be restored. I want to have fire in my soul. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. The worship team is going to sing Agnes Day, and as they sing it, I want to encourage you, don't run from this place today, don't leave, but just stay in the presence of God, just stay in the presence of God and just worship Him and ask Him to give you a new passion for Him.